Hey guys, welcome to the special Satisfied series with the Real Life Podcast. I'm so thrilled you are here. For this special eight-week series, I've gotten to interview my dearest friends who I look up to, I've learned so much from, and I do life with, and we talk about all the things, all the real-life things of how to become satisfied women in different roles and areas that we live in every day. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this next episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Today is a special series, the Satisfied Series, and I am so excited to be with you. I am going to read you a chapter of the book. Um, It's in section two called The Trap of Comparison. And I wanted to read this to you guys because I think as women especially, I think everyone, all humans, but especially we women, um, have a big temptation to fight with comparison. I feel like I get asked that question a lot. It's a conversation I have a lot often with my friends. And man, it can just happen um, like in a moment, like with us not even being prepared for it. It can happen with our closest friends, with sometimes I struggle with comparing myself with Jeff. Um, And then also just on Instagram, as we look and scroll through feeds, we can easily compare ourselves in our insecurities and compare how we measure up to other people or don't measure up. I think it is a huge fight that we battle but I think it is a fight that we need to fight, that we need to put our armor on and fight against. And um, and there are so many tools that God gives us. And obviously, I think, you know, um, one of the greatest ways to share Christ with people and with the world is through our love for each other. God says that clearly all across scripture and through our unity. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that the enemy wants to come in and to leave these little temptations of comparison to bring disunity, to bring insecurity, to bring like not love at all. It doesn't bring us together. It makes us go further apart. And so it's no surprise to me. But it definitely is something that we can war against and God gives us tools to do so and it's worth the fight. There is so much goodness and unity and joy and sisterhood um, if we fight comparison and fight to love one another and to see them as God sees them, to see us ourselves as he sees us and to give thanks for who they are in Christ and the gifts that he has given them. So I want to read this chapter to you. I hope and pray that I'll be an encouragement to you and meet you today right where you're at. All right, chapter seven, Trap of Comparison. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Galatians 6, 4 through 5. I'm just going to take a sip of water real quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. When we move to Maui, Finding community, putting in the time to make roots and cultivate strong relationships took so much longer than I anticipated. It took more risk, vulnerability, and courage too. Honestly, I was really insecure in who I was, what I had to offer, where I fit in, and how life was done here on top of figuring out how to be a mom, how to be a wife, we were still early into our marriage, and how to take care of our first home. Then I got pregnant again, which always tends to make me feel not myself. 
I have a love-hate relationship with hormones. While Laura is now a great friend, comparison took root in my heart when we first met. As I was getting to know her, I admired so many things about her. She is so creative, such a great mom, and can accomplish more in an hour than I can on any given day. However, instead of cherishing these things about her, I found myself comparing myself to her every time we chatted and came away feeling convicted. I knew this was prohibiting me from becoming close to someone whom I really wanted to be friends with. Admiration turned into comparison. Inspiration turned into despair. It left me feeling dissatisfied, stressed, ungrateful, confused, and insecure. Truth be told, the comparison was eating away at my soul and feeding my insecurities and fears. It was becoming a huge barrier in my friendship and stealing so much joy and freedom. Finally, one day, I'd had enough. I was done playing this isolating game in my mind. I asked Jesus to forgive me for everything, for not loving my sister, for being ungrateful for all his gifts to me, for letting discontentment rule in my heart for setting up standards of what I should be doing, of what my life should look like, that were not of the Lord. I confessed how insecure I felt and asked Jesus to let me see my life and my friend through His eyes. Making the comparisons didn't disappear overnight, but slowly, day by day, every time we connected, I was able to turn more of my comparisons into thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for how you wired my friend to be so creative. She is able to accomplish a lot, and I so admire her strength and courage. I love the mom she is, the woman she is. Thank you that I can talk with her and learn from her. Laura truly has been a great friend, and I am ever so grateful for her friendship. But if I had not laid down those insecurities, if I had not confessed my tendency to compare myself to her— I would have missed out on a sweet friendship. Laura encourages me, inspires me, and challenges me. I am truly a better person because she is in my life. This comparison trap runs deep. It's been going on since the beginning of time. We're not immune to it no matter how lovely, seemingly perfect, or successful our lives are. We will always have to fight the thoughts that the grass is greener on the other side, the desire to be more like her, and the doubt that our lives are playing out the way we hoped. Why do we compare? What is at the core of it? I believe we fall into the trap when we doubt God's story that He has written for us. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Before we were born, God had all our days written for us. Psalm 139. And as the author of our lives, he has a good story written for each of us. Yes, as with all good stories, they include tragedy and sorrow and pain, longings and desires, disappointments and setbacks. Not because God wrote those in, but because we live in a fallen world and our flesh. We will experience pain because we are not home yet. But as our good Father, He redeems all things. He is writing something beautiful. He is writing a story that will bring great glory to Himself, that will bring hope to many through you. Your story is a good one. It includes a future full of hope and goodness. 
Each of our stories is unique because of our individual personalities, how we see the world, our passions and giftings, where we live, whom we live with, the experiences we have. But when we lose sight of that truth, when we take our eyes off His authorship and we look at our lives and see that they're not exactly playing out as we hoped or as we planned, and we experience pain or struggles, we doubt. We want to take the pen and write a new story, one that is more acceptable to us. We look around at other women and want little pieces of their stories. We want their successes, their giftings, their looks, their accomplishments, their eyelashes, their knowledge, their passion. And let's be honest, social media as a whole doesn't make it easy on us. Every time we open our phones and scroll, we are bombarded with images and beauty and stories of other women living their, what seem to be, perfect and pulled together and amazing lives. We see everyone's fashion attire, homes, mothering, homeschooling, after-school sports, family lives, and careers on display. Even though we get only a glimpse, we can easily feel like we're being bombarded with other stories that can cause us to feel less than, unable, failing, and missing the mark of being the ideal woman. But friend, you are not her. You are you. And this world needs you. Not a you who's more like her, but you. A strong, confident, humble you. A woman who keeps her eyes on Jesus and knows who she is in Him. A woman who rests in her identity in Christ. You are God's daughter, and you are loved, cherished, and wonderfully made. You are given gifts and talents to be used for His kingdom. You bring light and beauty to this world in your own unique way. We have to fight these thoughts of comparison those thoughts that seem to taunt us regarding who we aren't and who we should be or who we wish we were. Instead, we need to ask God who we are in Him, to see the good gifts that He has given each one of us, to see the story that He is writing for us, and to step into it. We need to face our realities head on, link arms with other women to help fight the good fight and become our best selves. That may mean unfollowing someone, or deleting an app, or turning off our phones for an hour, a day, a season. We have to be vigilant in guarding our thoughts and eyes so that we can have victory in the battle. How has God created you to bring beauty to this world? Only you can be you. You're the only you in your family, your community, your workspace, your small group, on your college campus. Acts 17.26 says, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. He didn't place her there at this time. He placed you. The world and those closest to you need you, not her. This story that God is writing is like a huge tapestry. A beautiful embroidered treasure filled with bright colors and different stitches. If we are not who he's created us to be, we are taking away from the bigger picture. It's like we're forfeiting our part of the embroidery, which will leave it incomplete, unfinished, and confusing to the beholder. 
We need every part, every color, every string, every stitch to make up what he has set forth in motion. Don't get stuck in the trap of jealousy and comparison. It's exhausting to try to be someone we're not, to always be thinking of what we should do. We need to be growing, changing, and continuing to lay down our sins at his feet so that we can become the glorified, true, best versions of ourselves. But let's not get that mixed up with becoming someone else because your best self, whom God has set forth and spoken over you. We are God's workmanship. We're his masterpieces. God created each one of us. He had a plan and a purpose for our lives before time even began, and he handcrafted us to be unique and bring beauty to the world, each in our own way. No, we won't all have the perfect fashion sense, the cleanest house, be able to juggle it all, or have a Pinterest perfect life. We won't all have a platform or be an influencer or run a business or open an Etsy shop. We can't be everything we admire and everyone we know. We can't do foster care and host people all the time and make the most delicious bread and look like an ad for our local gym and homeschool and travel all over the country and lead five Bible studies and restore furniture on the side. Let's learn from each other. Let's be inspired by one another. And let's fight against comparison, against the lie that we have to do it all and be good at everything, against the lie that we're not enough, that what we have is not enough. You are enough because God is enough in you, more than enough. This world needs you. We need the beauty that you bring to this earth in your own original way. Give thanks for the person God created her to be, and then give thanks for the person he has made you to be. And if you aren't sure who that is, ask. Ask him to show you your gifts, the beauty that you bring to the world, the passion set within you. Ask him how to see your life, your personality, energy level, passions, physical blessings, responsibilities, knowledge, creativity through his eyes. Let yourself bloom and flourish in his love and care for you. Bloom into your best self. Let's be women who are rooted and secure in who we are. And then we can cheer others on to do the same. Um, you know, I get this question a lot in podcasts and with you guys of how do we fight comparison? And I know I mentioned it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, but some things that the Lord has really taught me as I struggle with comparison on and off um, in different seasons is one, to ask God, if you're struggling with comparing yourself with a specific person or group of women or whoever it may be, to ask the Lord to give you His eyes and His heart to see them as He sees them. And just constantly asking him that and then praying for them. And I promise you that he will radically change your heart. There was a season where we were um, in a group of people and pouring into them and leading them. And I was wrecked with insecurity and all the lies that come with it and all the thoughts going through my head and just feeling so less than, so not enough, feeling like, why in the world am I in this group? What do I have to offer? 
And I let it really hinder so many of the relationships where it really broke me because I knew it was not God's heart and I knew it was hindering me from reaching out and loving them. But it just felt like I was paralyzed with comparison. And then finally, I felt like the Lord told me, Alyssa, I want you to pray for them. And I want you to ask me to give me, to give you my eyes and my heart for them. And I started to do that. And he gave me so many words for these women and verses over them and hope. And it moved me like in such a big, big way. And my, the, my jealousy, my insecurities, the comparison I had been struggling with for so long just completely fell. And I had nothing but love for them. And I wanted to encourage them and to cheer them on. I was so grateful for how God created them and the gifts they had. And I had so much compassion for what they, the burdens they carry and um, things that the Lord may be working and maturing in them. And it transformed my life (laughs) to be able to see others as God sees them and to have his heart for them because his heart is so much more kind and tender than what I imagine. And then the other thing is, is in the daily battles of when you're with them and you're struggling with comparison or a comparing thought comes into your head to immediately stop it, to say, no, I'm not going to dwell on that thought. I'm not going to accept that thought and to immediately give thanks for them. So maybe it's, um, you know, I just a random thing, like you're at the beach this summer and a girl goes walking by and she has a beautiful body that looks really confident in her bathing suit and you don't feel confident. Instead of letting that comparison eat at you and to start making you feel so insecure and ungrateful, to stop it and say, Lord, thank you that she is at the beach today. Thank you for the body you've given her. Thank you that she can enjoy the sun. And Lord, thank you for giving me a body. Thank you that I get to be at the beach today, that it's sunny, that it's beautiful, that I can wear a swimsuit so I can go play in the water and play with my kids. So it is a constant, like taking every thought captive, doing battle in our thoughts and giving thanks is such a great exchange for comparison. So friends, I hope that this encourages you today. Um, Love you guys so much. You are not alone in the comparison at all, but we also have every tool given to us to fight it and to have victory in it. And God's heart is so loving and so kind for the other person and for you, for me. And so let us be women who see ourselves accurately as God sees us. And may we accurately see others as he sees them having such compassion for what they're walking through and what their life is like and loving them with grace and truth love you guys so much Hey guys, thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. This episode was so good. Each one of these series is just gold. I love what everyone brings to the table, what they share. I was so encouraged by them and I hope you are too. Satisfied is out. I cannot believe it. It is so fun seeing you guys post about it and talk about it. If you guys have a copy, take pictures, tag me in it. Tell me what you love about it. It is just such a joy to have it finally out in the wild for you guys to read. If you haven't ordered the book yet, make sure you go anywhere books are sold, satisfiedbook.com. If you make any of the recipes, tag me, make a pie. I want to see what you're making. Thank you for coming along this journey with me.